0: Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim podcast episode 77. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, July 18th, 2019. Visit Pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along. We'll leave any feedback or uh, anything to that effect is always appreciated, so... Uh, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links, starting with uh, just a tiny bit of feedback after the last episode for, uh, via email from Kyle Helms, who talked a little bit about using some of the same apps that I talked about on the last episode for traveling. And he also offered up some help for my network printer. So I'll probably be reaching out to you, Kyle, about that. Uh, hopefully we can maybe figure something out there. It's, uh, thank you for that. Greatly appreciated. So Other than that, though, that's it for feedback this week. Uh, Thank you to everybody, (laughs) to everybody, to Kyle for uh, reaching out after the last episode. So uh, I'm just going to jump in to a couple of main things here. As you know, I went on holiday this last week on vacation to Portland, Oregon and or Oregon or whatever you want to call it. So I just wanted to go over that because it's, uh, you know, it was kind of a big deal for me. Haven't been on vacation in about four years. So uh, it was nice to get away. Uh, my wife and I both uh, have, you know, we haven't been out of the uh, we haven't gone anywhere <laughs> for a very long time. So I uh, just want to kind of go over that trip and how it went. So it was it was just really nice to get away. Uh, so when we first got there, I kind of talked about this last time is we used the uh, Lyft app to get a ride from the airport uh, or at the airport, which is really kind of interesting and cool uh, for my first time using a rideshare app at all. And it was really good. Yeah, they had a whole section at the Portland airport that was clearly marked with the Lyft logo and, and color. The pink is real. Magenta is nice and easy to find at the airport. Uh, so there was a bunch of cars, uh, Lyft drivers, lined up ready to take passengers. So you basically just open up the app. And uh, it's uh, specific airports now. And Portland's uh, just recently started supporting this is you basically just get a code, a four digit code when you get into line. And when you get up to the, the driver, uh, you show that four digit code that the app generated to the driver, they just type it in and everything's all connected. It was really nice and seamless. And uh, yeah, our Lyft driver, she was really, really nice, really uh, gave us some recommendations on on restaurants and stuff like that in Portland. So, yeah, great experience with Lyft, although it did cost us about thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, we didn't go right to our hotel from the airport uh, because actually a big part oh well, not a big part, the beginning part of the trip, the first couple of hours after we got to the airport, I actually my company that I work for has a location out in portland a small location just uh, five or six people that work there but uh either way i kind of volunteered before my vacation before i uh took off the time i asked my work if they wanted me to stop out at the location in in portland and and, and get some some pictures of the location for marketing purposes uh of the employees of the location itself uh so we can kind of promote it a little bit we were going to have them do it themselves with the their phones but uh I figured since uh, I'm the one that has to use those pictures, I figured I'd volunteer. Why not? We're going out to Portland already. So we did stop by. That's where we went right after we got to the airport via the lift ride. So uh, they dropped us off at that location. Um, And so I stopped and and took a bunch of pictures, uh, met up with all the employees there, got to meet everybody there. Uh, who I usually only know by name. And uh, I only know the manager out there. He comes into that manager's meeting every year here in Chicago, in the Chicago area. So I did know him, luckily. <laughs> uh, who He's a really, really great guy. Uh, probably one of my favorite managers. Don't tell anybody that I said that. But either way, uh, he did, uh, while we were there, he offered up, uh, we, there is a delivery van that the company uses out there. Uh, for that location. It is a Ford Transit van and it's got our our logo plastered all over it and different things like that, like you would see in a delivery van. So it's like I said, it's a Ford Transit van and he offered it to us to drive around for the weekend because we did not plan on renting a car when we were there. We were just going to take a lift ride everywhere. And it was kind of a relief for him to do that because it was $30 to go from the airport to my company's location out there, and it was not very far from the airport. It was about a ten-minute ride, uh, so it was it was a little disconcerting <laughs> that it was thirty dollars for the lift ride. I know Uber is probably a little bit cheaper, but uh, I just don't particularly want to use Uber. But either way, it was gonna. I knew for the rest of our trip that we were going to be spending a lot of money on Lyft if we stuck that way, stuck with it that, that way. So uh, he, like I said, he offered this, that Ford Transit. It's a not a big van. It's a, you know, just kind of like a, if you think of like a Sprinter or something like that, it's a smaller version of that. And uh, so not a big vehicle. Uh, and we were able to drive it around for the weekend. So this kind of changed our itinerary a little bit. It, we didn't, like I said, we didn't expect to be able to drive around and, and and have a car to freely use as we as we needed, and it was just uh, very generous of him to to do that for us. So uh, naturally, we took him up on that, and so the fact that, like I said, it kind of changed everything for us. So we were actually able to drive around and see a whole bunch of sites and other stuff. Uh, so he suggested a couple places to get us started from where we were, and so we went out to see uh, the Vista House uh, in Oregon. This is all outside of Portland at this point. Uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes outside of Portland is this Vista house. And essentially you are kind of climbing up, uh, these, the mountains and the Vista house is kind of an overlook and over, uh, it overlooks the Columbia river in Oregon. And it's just a beautiful place, a beautiful view. And, and honestly, one of the first, uh, Kind of stunning things that we saw while we were there. Uh, while we were there, and the the views out there are just beautiful. The Pacific Northwest is, yeah, I, I, I see the draw and why why people really uh, enjoy sightseeing out there. So, like I said, we stopped at the Vista House first. And then we made our way over to the Multnomah Falls, which I think I'm getting right now. (laughs) I've heard it a bunch of times, saw it a bunch of times. And yeah, so we had the car. We went to Multnomah Falls, which is a giant, spectacular waterfall. Uh, Just beautiful. And thanks again to Mike LaTorre for uh, suggesting that in the first place. And uh, we asked about how to get there. and It wasn't too far from that Vista house that I was talking about. And uh, yeah, we went there, and just yeah, pictures really do not do that place justice. It is, if you are ever in the Pacific Northwest here in the U.S., I definitely suggest going to see that. I can see why Mike would recommend that above um, pretty much everything else, <laughs> including the uh, Simpson signs. But uh, yeah, Multnomah Falls, beautiful. Uh, it was like I said, it was really nice to be able to drive out there and and just kind of have that. The option to do that. So after we did all that stuff, so that took about you know half a day to drive around, look around that kind of thing. We drove back through Portland, and and we figured we get all of our sightseeing done in one day. So we drove up on the other side of Portland, on the west side of Portland, just west of Portland, because uh, the, there's kind of hills surrounding uh, the city. It is a place called pittock Mansion. And essentially, this kind of overlooks all of the city of Portland. Uh, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful view of Portland, the entire city and uh, the mansion grounds. It's a very beautiful garden and stuff like that. But I did, I think I posted to Twitter a photo from up there and you can kind of see Mount Hood in the background, way in the background, kind of lurking over everything it was just uh Yeah. Wonderful. And really when I was planning our trip to Portland, this is one of the places I wanted to go. If I was if we didn't go see any other sightseeing place, I wanted to go there so we could kind of get that view over the city. And and it was yeah, it was totally worth it. And just uh, very cool. I stood up there for a while and looked around and Yeah, we really, really enjoyed that. Uh, And also because we because we had the car, we were able to like uh, on Sunday, we were able to drive around some of the I guess you would call them the suburbs of Portland and and go to uh, different places to do some shopping and stuff like that. And we stopped at this place called the Lloyd Center Mall. It's kind of a pretty big size mall out there. Uh, It's got all your standard American shopping mall stores. But the one that kind of surprised me and I had to (laughs) do a double take was that they uh, they had a Suncoast video, uh, which may not mean anything to a lot of people. But to me uh, here in the Chicago area, I haven't seen one of those stores in about at least over 15 years (laughs) so that they were pretty ubiquitous here in the Chicago area in uh, shopping malls. Uh, basically a place to buy movies uh, when in whatever format they were in went during over the uh, last couple decades. So VHS and DVD, uh, that kind of thing. So it just uh, kind of threw my what both my wife and I for a loop, <laughs> we were not expecting to see a Suncoast video, which I guess is owned by FYE, which is another big sort of entertainment store as well as far as uh, buying films and TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, kind of a rare commodity these days had to see that stuff out in the wild. But yeah, we, we thought that was kind of funny and strange. But again, we wouldn't have been able to do it without having that uh, van or car or whatever you want to call it to drive around. Yeah, it was really nice to be able to go and do all that stuff and not have to worry about gas or renting a car or anything like that. Uh, yeah, very appreciative again of that. So uh, just the food, about the food real quick, let's, well, not real quick. This is actually, there's a part in here that I want to talk about, but, uh, the food was really good while we were there in Portland. I highly suggest, uh, diff, you know, going around to the different restaurants and stuff there. We ate some good breakfasts and had, uh, a lot of good food. Uh, there was a some good Mediterranean food there. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, there's a few blocks in downtown Portland that are dedicated to food trucks. So we stopped at one of those uh, blocks one of the days and got a kind of, there was like a fancy grilled cheese sandwich place, a place with sticky buns and a place with Thai food. And we did that all in one stop. So we went around and bought (laughs) three different types of food all in one go and uh, ate them all there so we had a grilled cheese sticky bun and Thai food uh, all all in one place and it was all really good and uh, probably not that good for us although it was pretty pretty warm out uh, while we were eating it so it wasn't not a good spot to sit down in the block we were at but uh, all the food was amazing especially the Thai food so and like I said they've got these food truck stops or blocks uh, throughout the the downtown area there it's kind of a, a staple and they uh, they look they're A lot of different types of food from all over the world: Egyptian, Iraqi, uh, a lot of a lot of Middle Eastern places, and uh, um, different things like that. So, if you're ever down in Portland, I definitely suggest trying out some of the food trucks. And uh, one thing that we did not do while we were there, uh, food related. Is we didn't go to a place called Voodoo Donuts. Uh, we did not go there. Uh, there was it's kind of one of the popular donuts places in Portland, probably the most popular. Uh, I think there's a few locations, but we were a few blocks from one of them. But it was just incredibly busy, insanely busy. <laughs> the lines are really long to get these donuts, and essentially these these they're they're kind of exaggerated donuts. They'll take a flavor and and kind of exaggerate it, and make it look. Really kind of sickly sweet, <laughs> but it's a very popular place because you don't get donuts like this everywhere. So, uh, like I said, the lines were just super long. We're not line people. We do not like sitting and waiting in long lines, especially for something like a donut. Uh, we did, like I said, we saw people eating them and we were kind of like, oh, man, those look so sweet. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to enjoy those, but. Uh, yeah. So we didn't, we didn't hit up voodoo donuts. We were outside of there. I got a picture of it, the outside of it, cause it is kind of a, a landmark there in, in Portland. But, uh, we did go to a place, uh, as far as donuts, we did go to a place called blue star donuts. And this is a place that I highlight highly recommend in, in Portland. There's a few locations. There's one right, uh, downtown, a few blocks from where we our hotel. And, uh, They I actually read about this on somebody's travel blog when I when I was researching Portland. So they uh, somebody had kind of mentioned that Voodoo Donuts is for the tourists and Blue Star Donuts is the way to get the real good donuts. (laughs) And I'm sure, yeah, this is all objective, of course. But uh, we were like, well, let's go try that. Maybe there's not, uh, you know, a bunch of people there uh, because we kind of looked at the menu uh, of their of what kind of donuts they had. And we were very enticed by that. So uh, they kind of go by the slogan of donuts for grownups, uh, which not to say that they're riddled with alcohol or anything like that, but uh, they kind of use more slightly more sophisticated flavors versus what Voodoo Donuts does. Uh, so, yeah, they're super unique. And all, all of the donuts that we tried were really amazing. I'm just going to read a few of the flavors that they had, and, and every single one that we tried was really good. So they have one called the uh, chocolate buttermilk old fashioned, the blueberry bourbon basil passion fruit cake, uh, Mexican hot chocolate, the uh, creme brulee donut, the orange olive oil donut, the raspberry rosemary buttermilk. Uh, let's see, those are kind of the the crazy, <laughs> the cra- crazier, but really good ones. Uh, they got a passion fruit cocoa nib. The the OG, which is actually like an orchata donut, uh, which is really good, which is really, really good. Uh, kind of like a glazed donut, but way better. Uh, but I'll put a link into the show notes to their menu of donuts, and you can go and kind of read uh, about those and the different flavors they have. We basically we kind of became immediately (laughs) addicted to these donuts. We went there uh, about four times on our trip. (laughs) So essentially we would eat a meal and go get some donuts. And then like in the morning we would get breakfast and then we would go get some donuts and then we would wait most of the day, kind of snack during the day and then eat dinner and then go get some more donuts. So we ended up going there about four times and trying almost all of the flavors. So uh, yeah, we really, really loved blue star donuts. Uh, my favorite was the blueberry bourbon basil, uh, was very, uh, very good, very different. You can definitely, uh, taste the difference between like that and, and any sort of normal donut. And like I said, these flavors are kind of unique. Uh, and then I also liked the raspberry rosemary buttermilk donut. That was really good too. My wife loved the, it was called the Valrona chocolate crunch, just really good, really good donuts. I actually bought a hat from there. I was so impressed with everything. It was one of those. uh, I think it was our favorite place that we went in. We (laughs) and sorry, Mike uh, Latore, but it, it kind of beat out Multnomah Falls for us because we are we love sweets. So this Blue Star Donuts was kind of the highlight of our of our trip. It was a gold star on our trip. Blue Star was a gold star. So I just thought I would mention that. Uh, yeah, the food food was amazing while we were there, like I said. Uh, the shopping was really good downtown. It was nice to walk around downtown. Uh, every Saturday and Sunday during kind of the summer months, they have a big market. They call it the Saturday Portland Saturday Market. And there's a ton of merchants, uh, just multiple blocks uh, full of uh, different crafts and, and, and handmade goods and, and, you know, just different stuff that you would see at a market. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was huge. Uh, I got a b- bunch of new t-shirts there, uh, just because I, I don't really find many t-shirts usually very often, uh, at least ones that, uh, have any sort of graphics on them. So I usually don't buy a ton of graphic tees unless they're pretty unique. Uh, and this was the market to kind of get something that was a bit more unique. So. Uh, yeah, I got a few of those and at the market and we didn't spend a ton of time there, but we got uh, it was fun and we went to the Microsoft store. I did tweet about this <laughs> and, it, you know, it, I kind of feel like I want to stop at all the Microsoft stores in the country if uh, if possible while we're in a, in a major city. So uh, there wasn't anything really unique about the Microsoft store in Portland. It was if you've been in a Microsoft, one Microsoft store, you've pretty much been in all of them <laughs> because they. They don't have a huge line of products, you know, so they uh, kind of just have the same setup no matter which Microsoft store you go to. Uh, But my wife was actually saying that they because of me, they they should have like uh, collector coins for every time you visit a a Microsoft store. And uh, that's something that uh, Harley Davidson does over here in the U.S., uh, because there's a whole bunch of Harley Davidson stores all over the U.S. And I guess they have a coin for each specific store that you can collect just to kind of, you know, show that you've been. To all these different places. Uh, I kind of wish Microsoft, the Microsoft store would do that. So I can, (laughs) I've got two now, I would have two at this point. And uh, yeah, it's honestly something I I just, it's kind of a funny, silly little thing I want to do. If I visit a city that has a Microsoft store, I've got to go and see it. So if we ever go to Seattle, I'm going to make sure we go to Microsoft itself. (laughs) And so yeah, that's uh, just kind of how it's going to, go I think in the future is if there's a Microsoft store in the vicinity that's how what I'm going to do so uh, we did also go to it's called Powell's City of Books and it is by far the biggest bookstore that I've ever been in it's uh, huge there's huge sections that they uh, give a uh, they assign a color to each section so there's like a red section a pink section an orange section section and each of those sections in itself is like a bookstore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a huge bookstore. So this place was gigantic and it was packed with people. And uh, it was kind of cool, you know, cause you know, obviously bookstores are not, are kind of on the outs these days. Uh, and so this, to see this one kind of thriving was very cool and people were buying stuff up by the, you know, buying books by the dozen there. So, uh, very, uh, very much thriving, but yeah, Powell city books, I can suggest that at least to stop in. Um, I didn't buy any books while I was there, but uh, it was cool to look around because they pretty much got everything there. And then the last store that I wanted to mention while we were down there is called the Muji Muji. It's called Muji. <laughs> not sure how many locations of this store there are it is some I, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm not sure it's a, it, uh, an Asian store. Uh, Inspired store. At least it seems like most of the products come from there. But it's a. Uh, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes so you can get a better idea of the stuff that they sell. But uh, they kind of advertise themselves as kind of no branded, unbranded quality goods. Um, so it's very minimalistic stuff that they sell there. But basically, you can organize your entire office or that kind of thing. Uh, lots of storage bins and and stuff like that, and 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 note, notebooks and 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 a lot of different stuff for your home. That's very simplistic. Uh, it was right up my alley. <laughs> I'm a very, I like minimalistic stuff. If I could essentially rede- or decorate an, an office, I probably would go to this place and and find a bunch of stuff, you know, stuff that all matches up. That's all very simplistic. Uh, but yeah, the Muji store, very cool. Uh never really been, it was very serene in there, very, uh, very calm in there. It was a uh, very, interesting atmosphere. So I I really enjoyed going into there. We weren't in there for a ton of time. But while we were, it was very, uh, yeah, it was calming in a way. So yeah, check out the Muji store. I'm not sure if and let me know if you've ever been to a Muji store if you've had any more experience or actually purchased anything from there. I'm not a big one to purchase a ton of stuff while I'm on a trip that I can't easily take back. I'm not going to buy a second suitcase while I'm on vacation for anything. So, you know, T-shirts and hats and stuff like that. That's kind of what I go for. So but yeah, that was basically the the trip and the, the stuff that I wanted to cover about the trip. Um, and, and the next part, actually, I'll go into a little bit more of the tech on the trip, uh, which actually will bring us. Uh, as usual, into the LGG6 Weekly Report. So yeah, big week for the LGG6. I decided that it was going to be my only phone that I took on holiday or on vacation to Portland. So let's talk about how did it fare uh, while it was in Portland. Uh, so we to start off the trip, <laughs> it didn't start off well. Uh, we uh, drove to the airport, O'Hare Airport, here in the Chicago Chicago area. And I was about to pull into the parking garage or the car park, whatever you want to call it. And I had the navigation on uh, to get to the garage. And uh, I unplugged it. And I was going to open the parking garage app to pull up our barcode that we needed to scan to get in. And the G6 was completely frozen. (laughs) It was stuck on the navigation screen. Uh, I was unresponsive to touch Which was weird. Uh, It wasn't necessarily that it had frozen; it was that I couldn't get out of navigation. There was no like exiting or hitting the home button. Nothing was working to get out of the navigation. Uh, So i I was like I said, I was about to turn into the parking garage. I really wanted to open the app and get the barcode. Um, But it wasn't going to work in time. Uh, so I wouldn't wasn't going to be able to restart the phone in time. So this is kind of why uh, I like to travel very prepared. So I actually keep, kept a folder with a, a printouts of everything uh, for our hotel for the parking for the flights, everything. Uh, I kept a printout of all that stuff in my backpack. And that was in the back seat. So my wife reached back and grabbed it and grabbed the paper backup of the barcode for to get in the parking garage. And we used that to to get in. So it's how it pays to have <laughs> a backup uh, of all that stuff. I know it's we're trying to save paper and all that. But uh, you want to save some time and be ready for anything. Uh, I don't print stuff very often. So I think this is a, a situation where it's it's warranted. So and it actually worked out in my in our favor, because I I, it's one of those things I don't trust. I don't care what phone it is. I don't trust it to be ready to work when it needs to work. Uh, Hence why I printed out all the backup stuff. And I like to be able to do as much ahead of time as I can. So I did all the the airport check in stuff and got our boarding passes and, and all that stuff printed out before we got to the airport and paid for our our check bag and, and stuff like that, because uh, we flew United. So they <laughs> require you to pay for your check bag. But uh, yeah, so I, all that was taken care of too. So but yeah, the, it froze up, I had to restart the phone once we after we got parked. And uh, yeah, it, that was not a good start for the G6 on on, on its way to Portland. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but the rest of the way it was fine. Um the the it didn't have any issues. I think I probably should have just restarted it before we went on our way to the airport. But after that, it wasn't too bad. It ran as normal. Uh, so uh, one of the biggest applications I used while we were there was Google Maps. Uh, it was very laggy. <laughs> I know I've gone over this in the past, how it doesn't work very well on that hardware anymore. But and I've changed the settings as suggested by Mike Latorian. So even with that, it's still after update, update after update, Google Maps is still pretty laggy on the G6 launching it. And and even the input, there's a bunch of lag when you're trying to type stuff in and and stuff like that. But it, overall, though, it did work and it worked well to get us around uh, with some walking directions and stuff like that. Uh, with that said, while we were at Multnomah Falls, uh, I did our my data connection on my phone didn't, was kind of not working at all. It was not connecting. Uh, So we were, this is on the outskirts of Portland. So it's outside of Portland. Uh, So we needed to get back to downtown uh, uh, Portland. So I actually, before the trip, again, I like to be prepared. Uh, I use the Here Maps app or Here We Go, whatever you want to call it. I also have that installed on the G6. And I downloaded the entire uh, state of Oregon as far as the maps go. So, yeah, I had the entire state of Oregon maps offline and that will still work with uh, with navigation and and GPS and stuff like that. So I used that to get us back to Portland because my data connection was not working, which is understandable uh, because we're out, you know, kind of in the wilderness a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, but it still was, uh, you know, it's understandable that the connection was kind of spotty. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, here's to here maps for getting us back to Portland. So uh, that's the only time I used it, though. There didn't need any offline maps out of, outside of that. So, But again, it was just really nice to be able to to do that, to have that offline option in a situation like that where we're we need to get back. We don't have a paper map, that kind of thing uh so yeah it worked out well one of the biggest things about uh one of the biggest things with the g 6 this week or, or while we were in in portland on holiday the battery case uh was amazing to have on hand uh so it is that five thousand milliamp hour battery case that was just it, it came in super super handy uh before we got off the plane on the trip there, because I listened to podcasts on the way there. Oh, yeah, I also brought my my, my Marshall Major two Bluetooth headphones. Uh, I listened to those, uh, to podcasts on the way there on the LG G6. I just plugged in the, the audio wire, the 3.5 millimeter audio wire, so I didn't have to use Bluetooth or anything like that or even use the battery on those headphones. But uh, the headphones were great for the plane trip. Uh, very, uh, you know, they have some noise canceling because they are over the years, so... But either way, uh, that battery case, I, I used it to recharge up the phone. It went down to about 50% or 40, 60% uh, while we were on the plane. And it's not a big deal, but we were about to, you know, hail a lift ride and, and you know, navigate around a little bit. Uh, so I threw that battery case on and just hopped it all the way up. Uh, and then it was ready to go for the rest of the day, which was really nice and didn't have to stop using the phone. Uh, which was really the biggest thing about that battery case. Uh, and like I said, we got that the opportunity to drive that car around, or the the company van, and uh, we were we didn't expect, or at least I didn't expect, to have to use a navigation app, which, as you may know, uses quite a bit of battery. <laughs> so if you're driving around, and I definitely needed to because I didn't know you know where I was going exactly, so we used a lot of navigation and for some periods of time, you know, uh, out going to Multnomah Falls is, you know, a good 30 to 40 minutes away from Portland. So, uh, you know, it's using navigation for that amount of time is uh, going to drain the battery pretty quick. So one situation where it was really nice is like I said, we were driving back from Multnomah Falls to the Pittock Mansion. And when we got to the Pittock Mansion after the navigation, uh, using the navigation to get there, uh, the phone was down to about 20% battery left. And so, yeah, I had, I knew we were going to be taking a lot of pictures and be, you know, doing a lot of stuff, uh, with the phone while we were at the Piddick mansion overlooking Portland. Uh, so I threw on the battery case and, uh, you know, cause I'm not using the phone the entire time, but I just let it charge up. And essentially it didn't, it, the, the, the key about the battery case is you don't have to stop using the phone. You don't have to leave it connected to an external battery pack and, and not really able to use, you know, use the phone. Uh, so I was able to take a bunch of pictures, walk around and, and, you know, let the phone charge up. And by the time that we were heading out of there, the phone was completely charged back up. Uh, So and we didn't have to stop using it. And and then that was, it was just I can't tell you how really nice that that was uh, to be able to do. Uh, If you have a phone that has a, a battery case, that's available for it. I definitely suggest picking one up if you are going to travel on a vacation somewhere you travel a lot because it, it didn't add really that much bulk to the phone. I mean, I'd stick it, I could able to slide it back in my pocket and not really notice it there any more so than usual. Uh, maybe a little more so, but you know, nothing that was, uh, excessive, you know, and it was just overall, it just, you know, you didn't have to worry. I didn't have to worry about the, the, the phone running out of juice, you know, cause I was able to charge it back up and it did a great job. I, I, again, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I, like I said, I didn't think I would need it for this trip, but when you're doing navigation, that's uh it, it came in super handy to have it on hand. And then at the end of the day, when we get back to the hotel, I just plug that battery case back in, uh, and let that charge all the way up for the next day and then charge the phone up, you know, overnight or whatever, uh, and then pick up, take both with us uh, because we had just carried a little bag with us around everywhere. So I could just throw it in there or just throw it in my other pocket. And it was, yeah, it it was really amazing. It was really nice to not have to worry about the battery, especially on a phone like the LG G6, where the battery isn't the greatest in the world already. But it was really nice to not have to, to think about it while we were there. Just one less thing to make things stressful, you know, cause we were using the phone to get around, uh, a place that we've never been before. So it was nice to have it at the ready at all times uh, and charged up and tapped up and and not have to stop using it and, and not have to stop taking pictures or, or do anything like that. So yeah, again, like I said, I suggest using that, uh, there's one thing about, uh, the Moto X4, I did, I do kind of wish I brought the Moto X4 with me to kind of take comparison pictures. Uh, In in one way, I wish that I brought it to take comparison pictures, but uh, obviously in another way, I don't think I would have enjoyed carrying around two phones too much. But uh, the Moto X4 does not have a battery case available for it, at least that I can find. Uh, But the, the funny thing is, is that I actually uh, tried I, I put the Moto X4 into the LG G6 battery case to see if it would slide on to the the USB-C adapter and it actually does kind of fit in the LG G6 battery case so at least well enough to where we could use the the I could continue to use the device while it charged up but uh, just thought I'd throw that note in there because I did that after I got home because I was curious because I was I was thinking, oh, I could, you know, maybe I'll switch over to the Moto X4 for a, a little while or take that on our next trip. Uh, but I again, I couldn't find a battery case for it. But um, it, it, funny enough, it will fit into the LG G6 battery case and, and kind of even snap into it almost all the way. Uh, like I said, enough to continue using it. And then also the camera is not blocked either. So, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> I know that's a lot for this week's uh, weekly report for the LG G6, but it was uh, it worked well overall. I I'm not I'm not complaining that uh, about how it did. It like I said, the lag factor was a little annoying, but something that uh, you know, you wait an extra few seconds and you're good to go. And and we did get around, and it did the job. So kudos to the LG G6. It made it through a pretty pretty heavy weekend of use, and uh yeah, I definitely i am glad that I had it along for the trip. And yeah, obviously the pictures, <laughs> I posted a few of the pictures. I, I the wide angle lens is still, you cannot, you can't deny how useful that thing is uh, when you're out and about and you're in tight spaces or just in a place where you can't get, uh, you know, the whole thing, whatever it is you're taking, you can't get the whole thing in the picture and, and, on landscapes and stuff. It's even, it's cool there too. I did take a couple of panoramic panoramic shots uh because you know obviously some of the scenery warranted it so it was uh yeah the camera overall was a very good performer and uh no slowdown or lag there at all uh just maps pretty much was the big lag machine but uh either way that will conclude this week's lgd6 weekly report all right, so just one quick note about the week here after I got back is I started using, uh, I was still using Opera, the Opera browser on my desktop. Uh, I've been thinking about moving back to uh, Firefox for a little while, uh, but I uh, just haven't been able to, or I, it's not that I haven't been able to, I've been hesitant just because of the the speed issues that it has with some of the the stuff that I'm using, especially for work and different websites and stuff like that. Uh, so I but I did notice because um, opera out of the box comes with uh, sort of a speed dial as the new tab page uh, and there are some uh, I'm pretty sure some paid <laughs> advertiser links, not advertising necessarily, but they they put a few default links in the speed dial page stuff like booking.com and and different things like that uh, that you can delete out of there. but uh, I noticed that a few times, uh, over the past few weeks, uh, when I've been looking and researching into Portland and traveling and stuff like that, that those links that I deleted the booking.com and specifically at kayak.com, which is another traveling web, uh, travel booking website. Uh, both of those showed back up on the speed dial <laughs> in opera. And it was just, uh, a little disconcerting, and like I said, this happened a couple times, and I just deleted it the first time and thought didn't try not to think too much of it. But when it popped up again after I got home, it was just kind of a, uh, a disconcerting. So I decided that I wanted to move away from Opera because obviously they've you know I don't think that they're too concerned about uh, <laughs> privacy. It seems. I mean, to a certain extent, they are compared to some other browsers like Chrome, but. Uh, so what I decided to do was, uh, and actually I think Kyle Helms suggested this browser in the past, I wanted to stick with a Chromium-based browser, uh, so I went started to use uh, Brave, the brave browser and essentially this is a chromium based browser but they uh they they kind of advocate advocate for privacy and they have a bunch of built-in stuff blocking a whole bunch of stuff from websites from tracking you and stuff like that uh i'll put a link in the show notes too so you can see their features uh, of it uh they do have some sort of payment system to content creators or something like that for browsing. I'm not hundred percent sure how it all works. I just know that, uh, it is an open source project, uh, the brave browser and it essentially uses chromium as its base, but then it strips out a lot of stuff. You don't, you can, I don't think you can even create like a brave account to sync everything. You actually have to link up all of your, your mobile browser, and desktop browser and stuff like that to sync everything Uh, so you create a chain between those uh, and you don't actually i don't think you actually have a brave account uh, like a lot of browsers do even firefox does that which isn't bad but it's just uh, another way that they kind of keep your information kind of separate from the browser itself but uh, and it does support chrome extensions out of the box Uh, So you can install them directly from the Chrome store without needing any sort of extension to allow you to install Chrome extensions, which I believe is actually kind of how Opera was working. But yeah, so I'm on, like I said, I'm on the Brave browser for now and it's working well. It works exactly kind of, you know, it it loads everything uh, exactly like like Chrome does uh, as far as the standards go, but uh, it blocks a ton of stuff from loading, uh, and you can turn easily turn it off for specific websites. Like I turned it off for my, uh, outlook.com email client, uh, or email website, uh, just to make sure everything runs smoothly there, you know, so it's easy to turn off for stuff like that. Like a lot of ad blockers and stuff like that will let you turn it off for specific sites pretty easily, but yeah, uh, trying it out for now, we will see how long this lasts, uh, but, uh, hopefully it will, will, work out. Um, Like I said, sticking with the Chromium browser is just for work, is kind of how I have to go at this point. But either way, check out the link in the show notes for that. All right. So let's wrap things up here on episode 77 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in as usual. Uh, If you want to go to pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links, you can leave a comment on the show notes page or reach out in a bunch of different ways. Steve at pixelswim.com is the email address. If you want to send an email, and yeah, uh, that's been it for this week. It, like I said, I just wanted <laughs> sorry if I bored you going over my vacation. It's kind of I'm not you know, I didn't mean for it to be like showing a uh, a slideshow after a vacation and making forcing you all to sit down and watch it kind of a thing. But yeah, I just wa- really wanted to share it because I don't get out of the house very often <laughs> and that's just how it goes. So I hope I hope it wasn't too bad. But yeah, either way, tune in next week for episode 78 where I will talk about other things in my life and and we'll see how the uh, G6 fares again this week after it's uh, getting a little rest after it uh, had to work on vacation. But either way, thanks again for tuning in and have a great afternoon or evening or brunch or dinner or donut or whatever flavor of donut you're eating right now. Thanks again and Godspeed.